Welcome, everybody, to the Patty G Show. I am Patty G, your host. I have Vashal Vasanji of Relief Telemed here. We're chatting about the recent outbreak of the COVID-19 and the adjustments that everybody is having to go through as far as the change in pace for life, the change in pace for business, and you know just how everything is affected that we may not even think about from the implementation of telemed is skyrocketing as well as people now having to homeschool their kids with you know Vishal doing his work at the same table that his kids were doing their schooling as it were today so Vishal thank you so much for coming on the show really appreciate your time and your willingness to chat at eight o'clock at night about you know everything going on in the craziness that we live in right now yeah, man, we've been trying to do this for a while, and it took a crisis for us to get together and try to make this happen. <laughs> it, it took <laughs> we, a, a crisis, yeah. a crisis and a we city got, lockdown. Got, yeah, and uh, yeah, this is the only time that I have to kind of do other stuff outside of work and home responsibilities. So it's uh, it's good to be here, dude. Well, I love it, man. So what we were talking a little bit about homeschooling. How is that as a business owner trying to get things off? I mean, you're trying to get things off the ground. People are trying to survive. So there is two different parallels right there to begin with. What is it like trying to get something, you know, further off the ground and further implemented? Because while we're while telemedicine's been around, it hasn't really been practiced as much as it is now, at least to the best of my understanding. Yeah, it's um it's a challenge, but but I couldn't do it without my wife uh, kind of taking the bull by the horns when it comes to homeschooling and just taking care of the home front. Um, it just kind of hit us all of a sudden as a company, just within 24 hours, we went from, Hey, we're going to officially launch this company in 30 to 45 days to, Hey, we need to launch it in two days. Um, so we, we, we were literally me and my co-founder were putting in hour upon hours upon hours of just, getting the company ready because we realized that every hour we weren't live, we were missing out on business. And so um, the first two, three days after, um, you know, everything kind of really happened in Baton Rouge, uh, it was nuts for us. I mean, we were sleeping maybe four or five hours a night, just, just trying to get things in place, trying to rush, trying to find um, resources and, and, and launch the company. Uh, and so, it was nuts. We packed, we packed about 45 days worth of stuff into two to two to three days. So, uh, it Dude, was definitely, okay. um, definitely interesting. <laughs> Let's put so, it that so, way. It was an experience. So, so walk, walk me through that. I mean, so your scheduled launch was what, 30 something days from now or 40 something days? Yeah. Like yeah. 30, 30, 30, 30 to 45 days from now. Literally. Yeah. And, okay, uh, so, so what did y'all have to do? Like, how did y'all ramp up so fast? to go live so quickly? Um, so we wanted to have a lot of the processes uh, in place, right? Um, mm -hmm. And we just, we had to cut corners, right? Like we, we realized that we were not gonna have everything in place the way we wanted to. Um, and, and Chris, you know, one of our, one of our um, uh, senior advisors basically told us, you're never gonna be ready. You just need to press the button. And so we just said, look, let's press the button and we'll figure it out as we go. And that's essentially what we've done. We, we've kind of just figured it out as we went and we built processes as issues came up. Right. So, um, right. you know, we picked up 11, we picked up 
seven to eight clinics in a matter of 48 hours um, and had to get them onboarded, had to get 30 doctors trained, had to get them live, um, had to work through their support issues and be there for them. And at the same time, try to go solicit more business because this was our moment, right? And so right. you probably saw on LinkedIn where I, where I you know, posted something about getting up at five or 5.30 in the morning and saying, seize the moment. That's what it was. We were, we were literally saying, we need to go get it. This is our chance. And so um, I've got a great partner, which helps because it allows me to just go sell. And once I sell, he takes over and gets them implemented, right? So um, it definitely takes a team effort uh, and you gotta be, you gotta be in sync together. Um, on the business side, but even on the home front, right? So in a normal circumstances, I'd be at the office for 12 hours, right? I'm right. at home. I got, I got kids doing homeschool on the other side of the table. And I'm on this side of the table with dual monitors uh, hiding behind it, taking sales calls and, and talking to vendors and talking to James, you know, making sure the tech was right, talking to clinics. Um, it was it was nuts. <laughs> it, was, it was crazy. Like, if you look at the pictures I was taking, you're just like, this is bananas. And uh, but it, but it was great because uh, I've got a great partner at work and I've got a great partner at home. I mean, she literally has taken homeschool and I don't have to do anything. She creates hour by hour schedule for us and we just follow. All I have to do is follow it, make sure the kids do what they're supposed to do at a, at a, at a certain time and it allows me to do what I need to do. So um, right. you got to be organized. you you got to be super organized on every front to, to, to be able to do something like this. Dude, that's 100%. So I was, I was homeschooled from fourth through on – high school all the way to college. Then I went to LSU and just that disruption in your day from a parent's perspective is huge. Especially if you're trying to build a business, you know, you can't, it's hard to multitask where it's hard to be on sales calls and it's hard to homeschool the kids and give them a valuable education. So I know that's definitely a struggle, but let's kind of back up, you know, to a world that is not seen at the moment where it was three weeks ago before this even hit us before we yeah. even chatted about this, you know, what, Prior to this, not many people talked about telemed. And so what kind of gave you the idea to come up with this originally and how and when did that happen? So this is our, this is year three for us. Okay. Um, this kind of came about, um, you know, I used to do urgent care clinics um, and, I, and I quickly realized that you could get, like you, you're bound by the four walls of your clinic, right? And geographically right. there was a, there was a boundary that you could pull patients from, right? So we always try to figure out how do you how do you go beyond that, right? How do you leverage the money you've already sunk in your assets and multiply it, right? Without having to go build more places, right? And so around that time, yeah. te healthcare technology was coming up. Um, we even piloted it internally within the clinics, um, but there was just too many friction points, right? There was too many patients had to do too many things to get it. And anytime you ask just human behavior, right? Anytime you ask somebody to do something, uh, you have to do a lot of steps to get to the end goal. They're not going to do it, right? They're less likely to do it. So we just scrapped it. We said it's still not there yet, right? The, the, pay, the experience was not there yet. So, you know, when I left that, when I left that, um, I had all this research. I had all these um, vendor relationships. I had all these, all this um, market uh, studies that I had done, um, and I just said why don't I just go do it? Right. And, um, you know, it, it, it was, it was, um, right around that time telemedicine was coming up. So people started knowing about it outside of Louisiana. Right. So if you go look at the coasts, coasts are usually the first people to do stuff and then things move in. So the coasts were already doing right. it. Right. I've got family out there that use it. 
So they were like, so that's where I kind of got the idea. And I said, okay, well, no one's doing it here locally. Let me kind of, let me kind of, um, let me be the first to do it locally. Right. And, 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 uh, it's not innovative. It's not brand new, but if no one's doing it and I do it and I start championing it locally, then I can pick up some market share and hopefully somebody comes in and scoops us up. Right. Right. And that's, and so, that's like a key point to talk about in regards to, it's not and you know, necessarily new or innovative, but it's new to here. You know, like you said, on the two, right. on the coastline, people pick it up quick, but in a oh, little old Baton Rouge, Louisiana, we're still kind of slow to take on technology of that nature. So I, I see. Yeah, no, it's, it's always say, always say Baton Rouge is probably a couple years behind um, Texas. Right. Um, I've got cousins that live in Texas and he'll say, Oh man, this is what's going on in Texas. Um, and sure enough, about two, three years later, we start, we start getting the wave. Right. So if you really want to see what's coming, look at like Texas or look at California and see what they're doing. California is probably five to seven years ahead of us, right? Oh, Look yeah. at what they're doing today. It's going to eventually get here, right? It's just a matter of time. Um, and so that's kind of what I've always done. I've always followed what California did, what Texas did, because I've got family out there. Um, and then just said, eventually it's going to make its way here, right? Um, and so Telemet was kind of making its way down this way, right? And I said, well, let me be the guy here locally that does it. Um, and like I said, when when the right the right opportunity comes about, you know somebody scoops us up because we've got the market share here locally, right? Um, and right. so that was really the genesis behind it. It was it was how do you deliver care quickly and efficiently, right? Because I've got children, I've got small children at home. Both of us work at home. Anytime the kids get sick, one of us has to shuffle our schedules to get the kids to the doctor's office, and it's just not a great experience, right? And so um, something had to change, um, and we were trying to be the people that changed it. Um, and it was hard. It was really hard. It was, it was getting the old guard to what we always heard was, we know it's here. We know people want it, but you know, it was always that, but at the end, right. But at the end, and unfortunately it took a crisis like this for people to say to, to for the floodgates to kind of open up. And that's literally what has happened. The, the floodgates have literally opened up out of necessity, right? Out of, out of need. Right. Um, and so, um, you know, there's just, there's a good and a bad side for us. The good is, yeah, we're picking up clients, right? Um, the bad is we're not picking them up fast enough, right? So there's people that are already hooking up onto vendors, right? Because um, they're out searching for, and I, our team can't move fast enough to get it. That's okay. The silver lining is when we are ready, we don't have to educate the public anymore, right? So in our, if you actually look at our forecast and pro forma, we had a lot of money in there baked into just education, right? Into um, educating the public, like teaching the public what telemedicine is, uh, 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 convincing them, right? You got to keep peppering them with marketing so that they bite, right? Well, right. that's no longer going to happen because now we don't have to tell them what telemedicine is. They already know what it is. Now it's just a matter of, hey, we're the brand you need to pick, right? So- um, the marketing changes, the messaging changes, and it becomes a little bit easier on the downside of all this uh, to pick up pick up customers. Uh, so, you know, you got it. it, it the, now it's a game of positioning for us as opposed to just being the first leader. It's it's about how do you position yourself within the market so that when all this stuff does calm down, we're the people that people turn to. So, um, you're sh- our strategy literally changed in two weeks, right? Uh, <laughs> you had to. Like, 
you have to, right? That's that's kind of the beauty of a startup, right? That's the beauty of being a small company is, is you can literally do this with the market, right? And figure your way out. Whereas big companies kind of get stuck in their way because for them to change strategies is like a Titanic, right? It takes forever to turn. Whereas I can Absolutely. turn, I can turn in 24 hours if I want to. So, um, yeah, it's 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 an interesting time, but but I love it, man. It's fun. It's it's every day's a challenge. So cool. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, it's you never think about companies. They wait for the opportune time to start, and for some, it's in you know a market downturn, and they're able to jump in when it's low and tell people, "Oh, use this product, and it'll work great." For you, it's oh, we've got a crisis on our hands. But we also have a technology that we've been building and trying to educate. And now we don't have to. It's more of, hey, out of necessity, you really got to try what we're, we're offering because at this point, it's going to help you more so than it's going to hurt you if it is even going to hurt you, which it's not because you can't get to the patients fast enough. You know, in this type of situation, it's huge to make that initi initiation of changing it up as out of the norm, especially when it comes to, you know, medicine. Right. It's a uh, healthcare has always been notoriously difficult to move with the times, right? Mm -hmm. And it it took a it took a crisis for them to finally realize like there's a better better way to deliver healthcare, um, because they had to, right? Right. You could you literally I think I think the the stat is by April seventh, hospitals in New Orleans are gonna be overrun, right? And and they have to relieve pressure off the hospitals and they got to use technology to do it. Right. Um, the first two, three days of the crisis, I mean, every major hospital in Louisiana was calling us, right. Um, just trying to figure out, Hey, you know, how can y'all help us? How can y'all help us? What can y'all do? Um, and they were literally like, and we need something yesterday. We need something yesterday. Right. Um, and so, you know, it, it, it forced people to finally come to terms with, Hey, this stuff really works and this stuff is here to stay and we got to implement it because we have no other options. The other option is people don't get healthcare. Right. And that's not an right. option right now. Right. So, um, you know, a little bit of luck on our end. Right. But, but we were also ready, ready to pounce on it when it happened. And so, you know, they always say in crises, there's, there's the winners and then there's the losers. Um, I was telling somebody, it feels weird being on the winning side of all this. Um, when there's so many people out there that are not on the winning side of it, right? And so right. Uh, it's a little bit, of, it's a little bit of a double-edged sword. Um, and so, you know, we try to do our part when we need help, right? We'll post stuff on Facebook and LinkedIn saying, "Hey, if you've got any kind of skill sets that we could use, you know, we're happy to bring you on board because uh, we need the help." And so, you know, if people are sitting at home looking for stuff to do, as time goes on, we're going to need more help, right? And and mm -hmm. and we're we're willing to. We wanted to work with people to 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 help them out uh, while they're at home. So it's interesting. Okay, so it's <laughs> it's not traditional. <laughs> no, it's not traditional because you can't bring somebody into the office and conduct an interview and say, "Okay, this is what we're looking for." It's all right. Let's set up a Skype meeting, a Zoom meeting, or whatever type of meeting it is, and it's going to be within five minutes. All right, what do you do? Okay, great. We need that. You're hired. Just come on board and start working. Yeah, that's how. So that's how is it? How it's yeah. And how is it managing that? I mean, how is it managing, you know, employees both that have been with you for a while virtually and also people you're just now hiring? How is it to how is it managing them and what are y'all doing to do that successfully? I think it's all about communication, right? So we use Slack. Like we live and die by Slack. 
Um, and it just puts, we're constantly talking to each other through Slack, um, staying in tune with each other. Um, and it, 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 when you work virtually or remotely, communicating with everybody and staying, staying in tune with each other. But also you have to trust people, right? Like you have to trust that when you give somebody something to do, you can't be there to make sure they're doing it, right? You just have to hope and trust that they're doing it and they deliver you what you're looking for, right? And so right. Um, you got to trust the people that, you know, if I tell James, hey, James, we need to go hire an intern to do this. I have to trust that he's going to go hire an intern that knows what he or she is doing. Um, and I have to trust his ability to go go hire the right people. So, um, and, and some of it is friends. I mean, we've we brought on a couple of friends that, that are like, hey, are you good at this? Can you handle this? Great. We're going to go from friendship to business relationship and you have to kind of manage that, right? But right. Uh, you, can, you can inherently trust your friend to always look out for you, right? And to deliver a good product. So um, it's different, right? It's it, we. I miss the kind of hanging out in the office and just kind of turning your chair around and, and not talking about work. Um, and so that's, that's the piece that's a little, um, that's what's missing right now. But, you know, I think in due time, luckily we've hired everybody that's in Baton Rouge. So, you know, when things do open up and the offices do open up, you know, we'll, 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 be, we'll be able to get back together uh, and honestly meet for the first time. I haven't even met two of my, two, two of the people that we're bringing on. I have never met them. I don't even know what they look like. Right. Jeez, I just know that, right. they have that I talked to them on, I talked to them on um, a zoom call and that was it at, at this part. Like I hadn't even seen a picture of them. Right. And so mm -hmm. it's a, uh, I don't know what they look like. Honestly. <laughs> so uh, it's, <laughs> it's very, very interesting. Right. <laughs> right. When it's, you know, rewind three or four weeks ago, that was unheard of hiring somebody, you know, to work remotely, sight unseen, especially in a startup. You know, if you're going to hire somebody, you want to establish a relationship, make sure they, you know, fit the company's yeah. values and they're able to fall under what you want them to do. Whereas now we have to adapt or you just drown and you can't get the work done if you don't adapt to the changing times, which unfortunately is all remote. I mean, we're supposed to stay yeah. shelter in place for the next, you know, till April 13th. And so how can we adapt and what can we do to adapt is going to make or break companies, especially in this hard time. Yeah. I mean, one of the things that we've done, strategy we've taken on is we're putting everybody on a three month contract and saying, look, mm -hmm. we're going to see you for the next three months. At the end of three months, we'll reevaluate everything. Right. Well, you know, if, if, if right. you work out, you're trying to a full time job, if you like us, you know, we can mutually, if you like each other, this will be a full-time gig for you. If not, no hard feelings. We can part ways and, and you can go back to doing what you're doing, your day job, or go find something else. So for us, it's low commitment, right? It's low investment, low risk for the next three months. You know, we got them on board and it's almost like a trial period, right? If we can make it work now, right? When we're remote and we're not seeing each other and, and the relationship works out, it's going to be even better once we get in the office, right? When we're together. So, um, it's been an interesting strategy, uh, and and uh, it's worked so far, right? Everyone's like, "That's perfect." Like three months, you guarantee me a contract. That's great, and then we'll reevaluate for that. So it gives flexibility to both me and who we're bringing on board to 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 test the waters for each other, right? Right. And also, so man, I, <laughs> conference calls are interesting now because really children. There's dogs in the background. There's um, yeah. It's 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 so so forgiving. So conference calls are so forgiving now. Whereas before, you didn't even think about like 
you were like, be quiet. Like you're telling your children, be quiet. Don't say a word. You know, I'm on, I'm on a call. And now it's just like kids are doing homework in the background. They're playing Xbox, watching TV. And you're trying to conduct, you know, trying to conduct business. And everyone's like, we get it. We understand. We're sitting at home and our kids are doing the exact same thing. So it's, right. um, we, had a, we had a CEO of a hospital doing a billion dollars in revenue. And she was homeschooling her children while we're on a conference call. Right. And she was like, hold on, my children aren't listening to me. And we literally, the call paused for about two minutes, like dead silent for two minutes till, you know, while she tended to her children and then got back on. And everyone's like, we totally get it. Like, we're going through the same thing you're going through. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're, we're right there with you in the trenches. So, I, I think if, you know, if, we, if you can yeah. see kind of like a bright light coming out of all this, everybody kind of just, we kind of learn to relax a little bit. And you say, you know what? Stuff's going to happen. Kids are going to scream. I'm going to have a kid walk in behind me with just a diaper on, eating a PB&J sandwich, and you just got to roll with it. Yeah. You know, with bef- it, yeah. b- before we might have been so, okay, we got to be professional. We got to be, you know, blur out the background and everything. And now it's like, Hey, let's just, let's embrace the fact that we're all human. We're all going through the same thing right now and just get done what we can get done. Yeah. I think, I think it's what this has done. It's forced everybody to um, really focus on just the work itself and not all the other stuff around it. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and so it'll be interesting to see what this world looks like after all this calms down, right? I think remote work is here to stay. Um, I think a lot of companies are gonna change business models when it comes to, do we really have to have all this office space? Do we really have to have all these employees showing up in the office every day? Um, Can people be more productive at home, right? As opposed to making that 45 minute trek in the morning and 45 minute trek home. Right. Can we pick up half of extra productivity from an employee if we just allow them to work from home? Um, I think all these are questions that companies are going to start asking on the other side of this. Um, and, and I think you're going to see a shift in the way business is done um, in, in six to nine months. You know, I feel sorry for commercial Absolutely. real estate. If I'm a commercial real estate guy. I am, I am really wondering like when my lease, when that lease is up on that office space, like are they going to renew the entire spot? Right. Cause I've heard companies already say about four offices in Baton Rouge on the other side of this, we're probably going to consolidate down to two. Jeez, so ha- cut half. I mean, that's yeah. that's a drastic move. But I mean, you're right. It's I I can get up and within a matter of 15 minutes I can be working. You know, whereas before yep. it, it might have been an hour. And not only that, but when you have people working from home, at least for some some people, not everybody. I mean, know a lot of people like going to the office because they like to get away from the house. They like to get out of the house. But for those that kind of thrive in the home environment where they've got a setup that's equal or better than what they've got at the office, they're more productive and they're more happy. You know, they're happier. And when you have happier employees, your productivity is going to skyrocket. And I'm, I'm right there with you. A lot of companies are going to see that and they're going to say, whoa, you know, either a nothing got done or B a lot more got done than they would have done at the office. And think about it. If you're, if you're just head down working at the office, you're really not interacting with people all that much anyway. Right. Um, Right. And now with, with, communication technology with like Slack and text messaging and all that, you can still conversate with your friends, right? Mm-hmm. While you're working. Um, when it's lunchtime, you can still meet up for lunch somewhere, hang out for that hour, right? Or right. if you just want to get away day at Starbucks, you can go to Starbucks or CC's and just grab a coffee with your buddy, right? And kind of hang out or go to, I'm plugging a lot of local businesses, but go to Brouhaha and yeah. spend two hours 
go to Baraha with your coworker and spend two hours together at a table drinking coffee and working um, and not have to be in an office environment, right? And so, uh, yeah, I think it's it's going to change. And, 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 and for us, man, it's been a godsend. Like, I mean, we've got, I mean, our, our, offering space, our operating expenses are literally nil to none, right? Because we don't, we're not having to, I mean, luckily we're at the tech park, so they, they kind of take care of us. But, um, but a small part of me thinks like, do I really want office space after all this? Like I can just operate a remote workforce and just have a really small office for myself and a couple of key employees. And that's about it. Just let everybody else work from home. Right. And so right. Um, we're asking those questions, right? Like, is it really necessary um, to have all that office space? Um, you know, if clients get used to meeting over virtual, you know, over Zoom or, or, or like me and you were doing, then why not do it? It's, it's, it's easier. People don't have to travel around to go to meetings. Right. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I was, I know I find myself during working hours, whereas if I'm at the office, somebody's going to buzz me, you know, in, in, in the inside of the office and say, Hey, can you come help me with this? Hey, can you come look at this? But you my know, wife at your, at your, my wife texted me. She goes, you hired me. I'm not sight unseen. <laughs> <laughs> There's always the exception to the rule, right? <laughs> yeah. But you know, getting, yes, getting, my wife has joined the company, so it, it's all hands on deck right now. <laughs> hey, man, recruit where you can, right? Yeah. <laughs> We're cutting overhead. We're cutting overhead. <laughs> That's it. Gosh, I love that. But, you know, like going back to the, the office space, I know at least I experienced and I'm sure a whole lot of other people experience, there's just little interruptions that occur in the office, whether it be yeah. somebody walking in and you turning around and see if they need anything from you or you know, somebody really coming up to you and like giving you a piece of paper and that little distraction can take away five minutes of time. I mean, I know for me today and yesterday and the day before when I'm at home, I was down working and I looked up and three hours passed and I'm like, oh, yes. wow. Like I've been sitting here focused and not moved for three hours and gotten so much done. And it's those questions yeah. and those results that we're seeing now and we're going to see is, okay, well, can we, maybe let's test one or two days at away from the office and see if that works and then start balancing back and forth with who is better at home, who is better in the office. I mean, I know today I was on the phone with four different clients and I'm sitting, I'm, I'm sitting at home on the phone, working them through, helping them get stuff taken care of, you know, right now with the SBA loans going through, we're helping them with that and helping them, you know, get everything and get the process going. And I was able to help them from my home on my phone. You know, at one point I'm sitting there talking with them and I was able to FaceTime with them and see what they're looking at on their computer screen which if they're in a different state is much more efficient than me sitting there and emailing them back and forth, you know, having that yeah. verbal confirmation and now being able to share screens and people learning how to do that. I know for a lot of people that may not have used that in their daily practice, but now they are now they're saying, okay, we have to find a way to adapt. I can't get to you. What can I do to show what I'm working on and what you're working on? So if there's are any questions and for me, if I see stuff, I can work better. And if I'm able to follow what you're doing and see the forms you're filling out, I can better guide you than actually sending back and forth and then coming and meeting in person. I mean, at that point, we wasted four and a half, five hours when we could have gotten this thing done in three. But don't you think about this? Tech companies have been doing this forever. Right. Right. That's how tech, that's how tech companies leverage. That's why tech companies grow so fast because they leverage technology to multiply themselves 10 times over. Right. And make things more efficient. Um, Dude, absolutely. All these tools have been out Zoom and GoToMeeting and uh, throughout whatever video conferencing platform, they've all been around forever, right? 
It's just yeah. there's been a stubborn there's been a little bit of a stubbornness of people just saying, no, you can only get business done sitting face to face with somebody, right? And I think all those age old, this is how you do business, this is how it's always been done, has just been thrown out the window. Right. Right. And now it's just like there's a new way to do business, there's new technology, and people are being forced to use it and are realizing, hmm, this is actually a lot better than what we used to do. And it's a lot more efficient, right? Yeah, it, it, it works it. better. We train 30, we train 20 doctors at one time across five different locations. See, the five different locations is more impressive than the 20 doctors because you're mm -hmm. reaching five different spaces that you could only have to bring all 20 to one space. Pre-coronavirus, I would have had to go to each clinic one by one, right? Sat down with them and trained the doctors on how to use it. That was our methodology, and they were and they asked, they're like, "Hey, can you come train us?" I was like, "Look, to be honest, under normal circumstances, I would, right? But this is, uh, you know, probably not the right thing to do. Well, let's just jump on a big uh, video conferencing call. Jumped on a big video conferencing call, did a screen share, walked them through exactly how to use our platform, and within thirty to thirty-five minutes." They were live. They were they were on 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 a roll. Like they were they were seeing patients live, right? And so, right. what would have taken probably a week, and me driving to location to location to location, and me being unproductive during that whole entire time? Within thirty minutes, I was able to train them all, get them all going, and they were on their way, right? Dude, and, I, and then I could go, right? <laughs> right. You know, 100%. I've, we've got uh, Namisha Patel chiming on Facebook Live, and she's saying that working remotely really gives a whole new meaning to time management. An eight-hour workday can be done in three to four hours if you have less interruptions. So that is, yeah. that's so true. You can get it done in a lot less time. And for people now working on billable hours, you can now get some more clients and you can now grow if you're spending less time on one client. You know, if it would have taken you two hours to spend on one client at the office, can you do it less from home? You know, and that client that would do the office, right? Saying, "Hey, I need to meet with you and talk with you." Right mm -hmm. now is probably going to be more likely, like, "Hey, let's just jump on a video call and let's knock out what we got to knock out." Right? Yeah, let's chat. Give me a phone call. You know, let's do a FaceTime. Let's do a Zoom conference. Let's communicate virtually and accomplish everything. And this, you know, it work. It opens up the door to now being able to work with clients outside of your city, outside of your state, yeah. and even outside of the country if you're able to provide the type of service that they need. And it just, it opens so many doors with this virtual technology and this virtual meeting. I mean, before yesterday, I didn't even know how to use this going live with two people, but I had to learn how because we can't see each other face to face. I had to learn how to adapt. Otherwise the podcast was just going to drop until we could meet face to face yeah. again. You know, and no, it's, it's, it's uh, it, so telemedicine works the same way, right? The reason doctors like, it is because the 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 visit is much more efficient right and so very early on when the, when the first doctors that piloted our software one of the feedbacks he gave us was he goes that same patient that used to come to my clinic spent 20 minutes talking to me that same patient now when they go on the video do it does it in five minutes right they're very succinct they're to the point because they don't want to sit there and talk to me for 20 minutes on a video through their phone or through the computer right right they're face to face they'll ask me 10 different questions about how my you know how this is going on in my life how that's going on in life whereas through video it's very to the point and very succinct and i think that's it's 
it's interesting because never I mean, we never thought about it that way, but it's true. Like when you when you FaceTime somebody, you don't just sit there and chit chat about unless it's your buddy and it's after hours, right? And then you right, right, right. And you're you're sharing a beer, right. you're smoking a cigar together. Right. But but when you're just when you're trying to conduct business, you really just keep it keep it really tight, right? Keep it very keep it very to the point and you go about your day, right? No one wants to sit in front of a computer for an hour and talk. Right. right. But they'll sit your face for an hour and talk. So true. So it's I, it's interesting. It's interesting. It's it's going to be. Uh, I think it's going to affect travel industry. You know, I think people are going to travel less for business meetings. I think they're just going to they're just going to hop on hop on calls like this and, and knock it out if they can. Um, unless 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 a face to face really does help the deal in general. I think everything's just going to be done remotely and, and business will be handled virtually. And I think that's the new way of doing business going forward. Right, and I'm I'm with you to an extent. I mean, there's some stuff that you that is better in person. Not necessarily has to happen in person, but can be done better in person. And like you said, if the deal requires you to go in person and you think you can close with somebody better in person, by all means, continue going in person. But I'm right there with you for training sessions. If I can train you digitally, why do I need to go and actually sit down with you and train you if you're in Seattle, I'm in Miami, that's an expensive flight for me to fly up there and mm -hmm. train you whenever I can hop on a conference call and train you for a fraction of the cost. Now there is some stuff that still has to happen if you want to get your, you know, a board together and they have to meet in person because they have to sign documents. Yeah. You know, but even even then, how close are we to becoming fully accepting of DocuSign? That's how I do it. I don't have a printer at home. Literally, I I any all paperwork, all contracts we're signing right now. I send it to them, and I don't know how they figure it out, but they figured out how to get it signed. But I don't have a printer at home, so I don't. I tell them I was like, I can't print and scan. You're gonna get an electronic signature for me, and that's how we're doing. That's how we're getting contracts signed. That's how we're getting proposals signed. Um, yeah, I mean, I it, I don't see any reason to have to sign paperwork anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, I know it did rules too. I mean, some there's some laws that require uh, uh, wet ink, right? I think that's right. going to change. That's going to change quickly. I think. And if 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 it doesn't change quickly, the conversation will start being had. People will start talking about, okay, what is a way we can remove some of these hiccups in the process? How can we become more efficient as a society as a whole? Is it a way to implement more, more digital technology that we've been forced to because of this globe? I mean, it's a, truly is a we're looking at this on a global scale. This is not just happening in our state, in our city. Everybody is having to go yeah. through this similar situation. Now, everybody may not be on lockdown like we are, but everybody's having to adapt and overcome obstacles that they wouldn't have had to do prior to this occurring in our society. Oh, yeah. Interesting story. So yesterday I was on a call with. Um, he does. He does digital health. Uh, it does. Um, you can see. You can visit with your doctor through text messaging, right? Mm -hmm. And so he was um, one of the hospital CEOs connected us, and uh, I was having a conversation. He was in Canada, right? And we we're talking, and they're on lockdown in Toronto. And I was just talking to him, and, and it just kind of hit me. I was like, literally, every single person in this world is going through the exact same thing right now. That's kind of that's. If you think about it on that scale, it just it kind of hits you, right? It's like. Everybody right. in this world. This is probably one of the few times in the history, right, of the world where everyone is going through the same issue together. Like everybody, every country, every person is going through the same same issue together, right? Usually, there's a crisis in one country. The rest of the world is okay, right? 
There's right. maybe crisis in two countries, the rest of the world is okay. But this truly is a global crisis and everybody is going through the same thing. So it's interesting. Um, a lot of studying, I think a lot of studying is going to happen post all of this. Of, of, of um, a lot of a lot of PhD theses are being formed right now. Let's put it that way. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of theses being argued about remote connectivity and actual, you know, efficiency within the remote network. But well, as, well, I was well, talking with a PhD, and he's been trying to find a topic, and he's like, I just found my topic. How how digital health uh, how digital health affects um, crisis, like how we can help, right. work, how we can help uh, the healthcare system in, 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 term, in, 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 uh, in crisis mode. Uh, and he's going to write a whole, whole PhD program is going to be on that. And so he's using us as a live case. He, you know, he's going to take a lot of data that we generate um, and, and stuff like that. But um, it's pretty cool to think that, um, you know, I think that's kind of the silver lining in all this is there's going to be a lot of lessons learned um, on, this, on the other side of this. and. Um, uh, so, you know, while while it is bad that's happening and there's a lot of tragedy going on, I think there's a lot of good that's going to come out of it uh, on the other side. Right. And I was I was listening to Talk One of Seven Three this morning, and Brian Haldane was talking about how it took Katrina for people to really use text messaging, and he keeps uh -huh. pushing: Is this the pandemic that gets us to really push out, you know, telemedicine? And I'm right there with him, like, oh. yeah, it is, you know, because. <laughs> We, we now have a necessity. And I was talking with a client today and we were chatting about Katrina, about how that was focused on our general region. That was, Louisiana was impacted. New Orleans was impacted furthermore. And so for us, our world stopped, but the rest of the world continued. Well, for this, the whole world has stopped and it gets people really thinking on more of a global scale outside of their community like oh wow we're not alone in what we're experiencing you know a lot of other people are going through this and what can we do to adapt and what can we do to help when we can i think people get creative i've seen some pretty creative things uh going on right now that you you probably would have thought was stupid and dumb uh before all this i mean can you imagine doing a zoom party or a zoom happy hour with your friends. <laughs> yes. Yes. Constantly every night across the country, people are getting together, popping the court together, drinking together, you know, having your setup like this. And you would have thought that was the dumbest thing before, before all this happened. Right. You're like, who's that's weird. Who does that? Right. And now I bet you people are doing it more and more. It's like, Hey, we can't get together because we're all busy. Let's just jump on a zoom zoom party after hours, you know, after kids go to bed, We'll just hang out and talk, right? Because we can't, our schedules don't allow us to hang out, right? So, right. Uh, or, uh, you know, I've got a friend who is working in Chile. I can text him up and say, hey, let's get on a Zoom chat because now it's more convenient for us to hang out and talk over across seas. Yeah. And it's, you know, we're able to connect that way. And I got a friend in, you know, in, in Tennessee. We can now start using that because beforehand it's, oh, we only can see each other in person. Whereas now that door is open. Yeah, it's okay. No, we can still have a good time virtually. We just may not be able to touch touch each other. Which even if we're together, we still can't touch each other. Apparently, so. <laughs> no, no, but it, social that's, distancing. That's, that's it. Social distancing, man. At least six feet, right? Um, but it it definitely opens yeah. the door for a lot of stuff that wasn't even thought of prior to this occurring. You know, we 
we have always operated under the same assumption. Like you said, with Baton Rouge and Louisiana specifically, we're always several years behind the coasts. Well, now all the coasters are, oh, we're just going to work from home. No problem. Not a big deal. Whereas now in Louisiana, we're like, oh, snap, we have to work from home. And you have to have yeah. the meeting with your business. Has anybody remoted into their work computer? Does yeah. everyone know how to do this? Yes. Like you have to play and we like we have to go through, we have to have a meeting and we have to talk about what to do when you remote in, how to stay active at work, when to take breaks and all of that stuff. Whereas on the, the coast and the more, you know, advanced for the lack of a better term, advanced cities in this regard, in this technical regard, they're saying, okay, guys, just stay home and work. Yeah. We know you can do it because y'all all have already done it in the past. Well, now it's normal for them to do that. And they already have low office space. They already don't have everybody coming in every day. Whereas us, we're, you got to be there. Show up during office hours, be there during office hours, leave when the office closes. That's how we operate. And now the question comes up is, is that necessary after? Yeah, I, I almost think it's going to be frowned upon on the other side of this, right? Really? Um, I, I, I think I think if if companies don't start allowing their employees to work remotely, I think it's going to be a negative. I think every company, like it used to be a perk, like, oh, we allow you to remote work, right? We allow flexible schedule. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to become every company is going to be like em- new employees are going to start asking like, okay, can I, can I, do I have the option to work from home, right? Do I have, do I have that option? And if you right. know, it, it's going to be like, well, why not? Like for, for three months, four months, however long this thing lasts, we all did it, right? We all worked from home. Why can't why can't I do it now? Like, what's the difference, right? Yeah. So, um, I definitely think people are going to ask that question, especially the younger generation, right? So the people oh. who come out or or whatever, we're going to be like, can, can I just work from home? Like, y'all don't have the technology to work from home. Like, how old are you, how how old is your company that you you can't allow people to work from home, right? No, so, that's. It's definitely going to be a big selling point for the Gen Zers that are coming out of college. You know, they're they're because they have the gusto to ask the question of, oh, so what can I do from home? You know, yeah, I understand that you all have office hours and you require people to do that, but can I just do this from home? You know, and it's yeah. going to it's going to be a big turnoff if they say, well, no, you got to come in still. They're going to say, okay, well, you know what, I can do the same job at a different company where they do allow me that feature. Yeah, no, it's, um, the world's gonna look different. That's for sure. Um, I was talking to somebody, there's a, there's a couple of key moments in, in history, right? There's a, there's a pre 9-11 and post 9-11 world, right? Mm-hmm. There, and here locally, for sure, there's a uh, pre-Katrina, post-Katrina world, right? And right. I think wide, right, there's gonna be a pre-COVID, post-COVID world. Um, and and there's gonna be a lot of innovation that comes out of this, out of what's going down, right? What's happening? Um, if you looked at 2008 recession, um, that's where Uber, uh, Airbnb, um, a couple of other companies, that's where they were born out of, right? They came out of that recession. Mm-hmm. Um, the gig economy came out, out of the recession. It was born, in, it was seated during the recession and then of late, right? Of the last three, four years is really when it took off. But those right. companies started during that recession time. So right now, right now, year from now, there's going to be companies that start forming to address needs of, of the business community, of people, of healthcare, and they're being formed today, right? Or the ideas are being formed today, and you're going to see them five, seven years from now. Don't be surprised if there's a billion-dollar company, right, that started 
in the last next six months, right? Hopefully it's me, <laughs> right? But uh, <laughs> I think all startups hope that hope for that, right? Yeah, <laughs> um, there's companies that start out of this, right? There's some innovation innovative companies that are gonna, out of necessity, take you know people are putting together products for hospitals to use. Think about that. No FDA approval, nothing. They're just like, we need X, Y, Z. If somebody can make it, we'll use it. Mm-hmm. And they're going to take that product and say, when all this is said and done, they're going to go get a patent on it. And then say, during the crisis, 10 hospitals used our product and it served 5,000 patients, right? Mm-hmm. They're going to get investor money and they're going to turn that product into a billion dollar product, right? So it's, and, 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 and why did it happen? Because we just need something. Like, go make us something that we can use. Right. Yeah, it's the sometimes the best ideas are born out of pure necessity in times of crisis when you have no option because what you currently have doesn't work. There's so much room for innovation that exists within that window that people who realize it and take advantage of it and actually, you know, capitalize on that are going to just shoot and skyrocket forward once everything clears and the water turns back clear is we're going to realize people got creative while they were at home. Oh yeah. I mean, they got a lot of time on their hands, right? (laughs) Exactly. There's only so much homeschooling you can do, right? (laughs) That's right. That's yeah. Speak from experience. There's only so much schooling you can do before you just want to call it a day. Um, Okay. But I want to get a little. Respect for teachers. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. There's teachers. They, they sit on a new level, man. They, 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 they do that every day. They homeschool every day. Right. Yes. Yeah. You can't pay me okay. like whatever I'm paying is well worth it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's for sure. So I want to get a little technical with the app um, as we kind of start to to wind down a little bit. What uh, let's let's take a look. I want to see both sides and kind of have a walkthrough of both sides. If I'm a patient and I'm going to use Relief Telemed, what do I need to do? Where do I need to get it? And what is the experience? Yeah, so. You can go to any app store, right? Android or Apple. Um, you just search Relief Telemed. You can uh, you just download the app. Um, once you download the app, you just like any other uh, secure app, you'll create an account. And then once you create an account, it really we designed it to mimic the doctor's office workflow, right? So think of when you go to doctor's office. What are the steps that happen during a doctor's visit? It's the same steps except for it's all virtual, right? So it's quicker, it's more efficient. So you'll go in. You'll um you'll punch in your insurance information. It'll verify it. See, check for copay or high deductible. Collect a payment, just like at a doctor's office. And then you'll go through a series of four or five screens where we'll ask, um, you know, what's what's the issue today? Um, do you have any underlying conditions? Any family history? Any medications you're on? And that's about it. Any allergies that you have? And then you sit literally in a virtual waiting room, right? Mm-hmm. And the beauty of telemedicine is you're literally, you're not sitting in a waiting room wasting time, right? So you right. can take your phone, get the app, right, and just put it down, right, while you're working, right, and wait for the doctor to um, accept your visit. So on the other side, on the doctor side, they get a ping or a notification um, through a tablet that we give them that lets them know that somebody wants somebody's waiting for a virtual visit. So they get on. And um, it, they can use any web browser with, and they just need a computer with a webcam. Uh, so there's no special software, no special hardware that they need uh, to get going. Um, and literally they jump into the platform, they see you, they, they, grab your, uh, they, they, they grab your patient record, they review what you, what you submitted through the app, 
and then they, they initiate a video. So when they initiate a video, you'll get a notification on your phone saying the doctor wants to chat with you and you literally just pick it up, press play and you start talking. Right. And then once okay. you get, once you're done, you can, um, uh, uh, that's it. The, the patient writes a prescription. Um, what's up, dude? You going to bed? Okay. I'll see you in a little bit. Sorry. It's my little one. <laughs> <laughs> all good. Yeah. All good. Yeah. I'll see you in a little bit. All right. Good night. <laughs> he's out. He's, he's laughing. But, uh, so you jump on there. And so where we're a little different, <laughs> where we're a little different is, uh, so we, we've bridged the gap where traditional telemedicine stops, right? So what doctors told us was, we love telemedicine. It's great, but there's only so much you can do over video and audio, right? At some point, there's some testing that needs to happen. There's some further evaluation that needs to happen that we just can't do now people are doing it right now because literally you're not supposed to be in the same room together, right? But before it was, hey, if you have the option to come to the clinic, come to the clinic. Um, and so what we did was we created this concept of a nurse network. So that is a team of field nurses that are uh, roaming the streets, right? And think of waiter drivers, right? Or, or grocery delivery drivers, same concept, except they're a nurse, right? And so during the video visit, the doctor can actually say, I'm going to run a flu test on you. Um, and I'm going to send somebody to your house. And so the doctor literally through our platforms over a flu test and the nurse that is nearest your location, whether your house or office, will get a ping on her phone saying, hey, um, Patrick Remyon needs a flu test to go to his house. So she'll she'll literally show up at your house and she'll run a flu test and give the results to the doctor within 15 minutes. So you literally as a patient never have, yeah, you never have to leave your office or your home and you get the same level of healthcare as if you had actually gone to the clinic. Um, so that's what really makes us different than all the other telemedicine platforms that are out there um, is we, we kind of, we, we layer in that, that stuff that has to be done in person. We give that functionality to the doctor. So which is why they love it. They like it because now they can, their scope of practice went from this on telemedicine to now this, right? Right. They can do a lot. So um, we've got a lot of great feedback. And, and I mean, uh, you know, right now we, we, we pulled down our nurse network for safety reasons. Um, you know, they, we just can't get a steady supply of protective equipment for them. And we can't, we can't in good conscience ask these nurses to go into people's homes, uh, not fully protected. So um, that was the downside of what's going on for us is the one thing that differentiated us. We had to pull it down, but that's okay because, you know, on the other side of this, we'll be ready to roll and, and and as soon as we get our hands on some um protective gear for the nurses we'll be back in business right so right um so it, it, it's a it's it's telemedicine it's virtual care but it really is the full scope so um yeah it's we've been working on it for two years now and 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 now we're finally ready to roll with this thing and and we've got nothing but positive feedback nothing but great great reviews on it and and People are excited to see kind of, let's put it this way. I've had more investors calling me in the last week than I had in the last year and a half. <laughs> <laughs> they want to invest when the market is down, right? Oh, they, they want to invest in the company. Like, they're like, oh, telemedicine? That's all we read about. You've been talking to me for a year about it. I'm finally ready. It's like, you're going to have to hold your horses. Wait till the price gets a little bit steeper for you to get in. <laughs> so, yeah, we're, we're doing well right now. Yeah, it was cheaper for you six months ago. Now it's going to be a little bit more expensive for you. So right. um, it's a good problem to have. But uh, yeah, so that's that's how you can find us. You just go to any app store, 
Okay. Search Relief Telemedicine. Right now we've got clinical partners in um, Baton Rouge and Alexandria, and we're about to pick up some in the North Shore. So we're, we're kind of expanding our network. But uh, yeah, we got we got providers ready right now, twenty four seven that are that, that can see you if, if something arises after nine p.m. or at any time in the middle of the night. If you're not feeling well, you can jump on our app, and there's a doctor that, there's a doctor out there that's that's going to be willing to see you. So, that, dude, that's. I love that, and I love to. I can't wait to see those and how it grows within the community and then across the globe. Obviously, we want it to go across the globe, right? Um, But to kind of start wrapping up, what what are two lessons that have you've learned along the way that have stuck with you? Uh, In the last two weeks, or just in general? It it, whichever you think are going to be best. Um, you're never ready. Um, there's never a right time. I, I think you just have to go, you just got to press the button, right? And once you press that button, you can prepare all you want. It's like having a kid. You can think you're ready and you can have everything mentally ready and all that stuff. But as soon as, soon as you press that button, things start changing, right? You think you have customer support and you've got the process down before you go live. As soon as you go live, you're gonna, it's going gonna, it's gonna to flip on its head. Right. There's because you, you don't know exactly how it's going to work until you actually put it in motion. Right. So you can, you're never, one thing is you're never ready. So you just, you gotta, you just gotta do it and then roll with the punches afterwards. Right. And, and, and you gotta massage that situation a little bit. Right. You're not always the client is not always going to be happy. Right. But you gotta be mm-hmm. able to massage it uh, to keep them happy. Right. Um, so one, you're never ready. Two is um, man, you just, uh, when it's your time, you just got to grind. I mean, there's, 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 when that moment arrives, it's, it, it, you just, you just got to jump all in, right. And, and, and give it two, 300% of your energy. Um, because it may not come back around. Right. And, and you may not get that moment. And Chris told us something. Um, when this all happened, I called him a little overwhelmed, right? Because it's like the moment is huge, right? A little overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. And he goes, he goes, take a deep breath. He goes, this is what you do now for the next three months could potentially change your life. And so when, when, right. when, when he put it that way, uh, it was like, yeah, you're right. Let's just put our head down and grind for the next three months because it could literally change the direct trajectory of this company. Right. And so that's what we kind of do when we wake up at five in the morning or when we're on the when we're on calls at 10, 11 o'clock at night, trying to recap the night. What we just tell ourselves is this is our moment. Like that's our mantra. Our mantra within our company right now is this is our moment. This is our moment. Like just fight through it. This is our moment. When you're tired, this is our moment. Right. That's what kind of keeps you going. So um, just be ready to grind, man, because because it may not come back around and 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 you don't know if you're going to get that chance again. So um you know, you're never ready, right? Mm-hmm. And right. it happens, happens, jump all in and give it everything you got because, because you don't know what's going to happen. So those, those are two things that I've learned. It's like, it's, 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 it's been, it's been what I thought I knew. It has completely changed in the last two weeks. Right. That's, that's perfect, man. Okay. So two, two final questions. What, is one thing I love about being in Baton Rouge? Oh man, I've been here since 2000 when I got to LSU and I haven't, I, I left for a year when I went to Chicago. 
and I came back. But the one thing I love about Baton Rouge is um, community, right? It's literally you can get in front of someone, right? Whether it's professionally or personally within two to three degrees, right? It's like Mm -hmm. you ask around and you can make friends with somebody, right? If you really want to be friends with someone, you ask around, you can really get that meeting. And it doesn't matter. It could be the CEO of a multi-billion dollar company. You can find a way to get to them because Mm -hmm. everyone is so connected, right? I've always called Baton Rouge the little big city, right? It's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's, it's, it's it's a city, but it's it's a it's little in the sense that 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 everyone knows each other, right? And and if, and and you can find people pretty easily if you want to. That's what I love about that's what I love about Baton Rouge, and um, uh, that's what kind of keeps me here is is the sense of community. Okay, so one uh, one final question: What would you change about Baton Rouge? I think it's happened. I, 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 I felt Baton Rouge was a little bit stuck in the rut in terms of uh, moving forward with innovation and trying new things and, and mm-hmm. accepting, being accepting of different ways of doing stuff, right? And I think all that has changed, right? And I, and I, and I think it's going to be for the positive, right? And so It'll be interesting to see how much of it stays, how much of it gets adopted, and how much of it reverts back. Some of it will revert back, but right. the thing that I always never liked was was how people always said, "Well, if it ain't fake, if it ain't broke, don't fix it." Right? Well, what people didn't realize it was it was actually really broken. Right? It just looked fixed on the top, and it took something like me to realize like shit's broken underneath, man. Right? And so. Um, it's it, it hopefully hopefully a large piece of this stays in the sense of some of the, a lot of the stuff that we talked about tonight you know i hope a lot of this stays because man that's how that's how these that's how these other cities grow that's how they progress and that's how they move forward uh is by adopting new ideas and, and trying and taking some risks right whereas here i think traditionally people have just it, this has worked for the last 10 15 years we don't we don't need to we don't need to push the envelope too far right let's do incremental changes right Right, and so now, now we've been forced to make a huge change, right? And um, you know, hopefully it stays. Uh, hopefully it works out, and, and Baton Rouge is better for it, or New Orleans is better for it, or the whole region is better for it, right? Um, right. So Dude, that's, that's my soapbox. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'm I'm right I'm right there with you. It's understanding and realizing when change is happening. How can we continue to implement what worked? and fine tune what didn't work during those times is going to be crucial moving forward, especially once we get out of this, you know, this global pandemic we're in. And I'm sure whenever somebody's listening back to this or watching this back, however many months or maybe a year or so down the line, they're going to look back at that and say, Oh, wow. Hey, that actually stuck around. Or those guys had no idea what they were talking about. None of that stuff stuck. And I'm curious to see what it's going to be like. And it could be either. And, you know, I listened to, an episode that I had two weeks ago where we only had five cases in the state and that was two weeks ago. And just to yeah. see the change that's happened in two weeks, I'm curious to see what's going to happen listening back on this and realizing, Oh wow, what that time was like and what all we learned. So thank you uh, Vishal, for coming on the show tonight. I really appreciate your time. I know it's getting late and the kiddos and everybody's trying to get to bed. So thank you for, 
doing this and finally making this happen. I really appreciate it, man. Yeah, and my last PSA, because I'm in the industry. Do it. Stay safe. Social distancing. This is serious. Um, you know, I get, I got, I got inside, you know, obviously I'm on the inside and it's still going to get worse before it gets better. So, you know, for people that are listening or, or listen over the next few days, um, just hunker down and, and make the best of it for the next two, three weeks. Otherwise this is going to be a long haul. So, um, six feet, remember six feet and, and, and take it seriously. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I always, I sign my emails now with stay safe and wash those hands. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you uh, for everybody listening yeah. and watching and for Vishal for coming on the show. Really appreciate that. You have been listening or watching to the Patty G show. I am Patty G, your host, signing off with Vishal Vasanji of Relief Telemed. Thank you all and have a good night.